You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic, and then at the end, we bring in an expert to give you the real answers. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. Beat up, yes or no? No, that's when Silent Mike actually shows up. <laughs> actually, no, because I think he has, he, he would know how to be like a class clown. I got beat up because I didn't have social skills yet. Yeah. Oh. So I was like, uh, so I will punch you when you Implying that you have them now. It's very cute. <laughs> you still age of 36, I, I could f- finally fit into middle school. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I went to junior college basketball in Vallejo. Valley Joe. Yeah. So Omar doesn't know Vallejo, but so you know Vallejo. And, I, that's that's yeah. where E. Fizzle is from. E. Fizzle, baby? E. Fizzle Fonzarelli. <laughs> Down in Valley Joe. That's where they get hyphy in the bay. <laughs> Even though the Val- <laughs> Valley is not really the bay. Ghost Ride the Whip, baby. <laughs> Ghost Ride the Whip. Connor's loving it. Oh. I think this is a, this is adorable like, what rap used to be. <laughs> I'm just like, forget, this is going to go right at the beginning. This oh, is, we're, going we're not right. cutting any of this shit out. Jim's, yeah. uh, Jim's like, I don't know what the segue is. We're just going to keep it. We're just going in raw. We're just do raw dogging this. Yeah. Sabathia? CC. CC's from there? Yep. What's from there? Pac grew up near there? Google it. I don't know if that's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> high school. High school. High school. Well, that's what it's called. Yeah. It's called 50% uh, uh, for a reason. Or, sorry, west of there. I don't know the exact city. Just west. Which I know is the bay, but on the issue of that. Not Marin, but in It's that. not called 100% facts. It's like 50. That's we're true. trying. We're trying here. Some of the things that have been said are accurate. I'm going on the Google machine. There was a man named Tupac. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. There we go. I'm proving it. Loonies and stuff, you know? He was an Oakland guy. He just didn't fit in. That's why. But he didn't so live, grow Oakland. up in Oakland. He didn't grow up in Oakland. Correct. He, he repped it. Tupac High School. Oh, I know what I'm doing. Dunbar High. Montgomery High. Why does he have so many high You're schools? You're turning Eric a, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I have it in the headphones. Am I consistent at least? Yes. You're just, your mic volume is low. Your talking volume is equal to everyone else. Thanks for having my back. On my, uh, got you. It's your mic. It's not you. You're not. You're not a beta male. You're fine. <laughs> Mommy loves you very much. You know how to tell someone sucks is if they actually say like alpha and beta as a way to describe people. Yeah, or if really? they yeah. use Cons- that as their. Considering that that is not a real thing, not even with wolves. <laughs> that was yeah. We sh- we're actually going to have to do that. Do you, you you're gonna do you want to debunk Caesar Milan so people like know that like, that's that? Oh, that's he's not terrible actual. with his actual. <laughs> Isn't that what he does? I d- you, I'm that lost. was I, I'm just I just I'm, my, I'm a beta male. I just got <laughs> that's what happened. This you, you you're your the pack leader now by doing that. My grandma did that. It works. Your your grandma was an alpha male to me. <laughs> Michael, that's a big silverback ready to throw down. <laughs> still looking at. I'm still looking up two. So you, how long does it take to look up? What Tupac? city was Tupac <laughs> go to high school? Yeah, Wikipedia would definitely have. I was on Wikipedia, but they have personal so much life. Info. No, no, you just need to ask the question to Google. Yes. Hey Siri. No, not Siri. <laughs> what Google. high school did Tupac go to? <laughs> it's going to be the same one. What city did he grow up in? Tamil Pius no, High Tamil School. Mill Valley. That's what I come think of Mill Valley. Where's Mill Valley? Uh, Mill Valley, you know where camp. you know where Muir Woods is? We're rich yeah. White people well, go. Mill Valley is on the way to Muir Woods. So that's not really Vallejo. Off the- no, no, no. Which I said just west, like just north of Marin, right? It's yeah, it's in the Marin area. Yeah, Marin Headlands. Would you consider that Vallejo? No. no. Right. But he repped Oakland. And then he repped LA. Yeah. He, he repped Cali. Yeah, but he, you know? but yeah, he, did, he he grew up in California. Mill Valley. In multiple places. I'm going to drive you by Mill Valley on the way home. He moved around. But the apes. I get around. Planet of the Apes movies, they lived in the- Muir Woods. Muir Woods, yes. I kind of like those. Mm. I I like the first one a lot. I kind of like them. Omar hates them. It was Earth all along. I'm like, Charlton Heston, you can't act it the fuck out of here. I like them. Well, you can't judge that movie on modern standards. No, 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 no. I meant an absolute standard. I think there are minimum standards of uh, acting. 
what I mean when I say that is uh, you, Charlton he he occupied a great B sci-fi movie space with that Soylent Green uh, Omega Man. Well, so I, he had a he had a he had a place just like the original Star Trek. But I think it's it's really important to realize that at that time there were there was no uh, A sci-fi movies. It wasn't. That's a fair point. My man, have you ever heard of the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still? And that probably was was but but there was a whole era of them that came out like coach you're right I'm not gonna uh, disagree with you yeah, okay yeah 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 so like obviously Star Wars Close Encounters of the Third Kind yep. 2001 Space Odyssey there was a, a renaissance where all of a sudden sci-fi became a legitimate field yep. and now they, it's it's gone up a whole other level now obviously. we can't dive into sci-fi because this is where Omar takes it <laughs> we'll we'll be here the rest of the day we did it last time it'll end up just being me and Omar talking larping. <laughs> I'll fucking out LARP no, you right I now. I don't LARP by tabletop. LARPers are it's scum. Everyone can find yourself. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. Rebel scum. <laughs> All right, seriously, we, we, we don't have to the talk Rebel about sci-fi. Yeah, that was pretty good. May have seen that movie once or twice. Twice? Once or three twice. times. The lady. Uh, you had both of them, once or twice, together, three times. One plus two equals? Thrice. You got it, Mike. Fuck. You're all over it. I dropped out of college. I would, I'd, I'd, never, I'd never know. <laughs> three. Minus two. Is what? yeah. No one no one know you dropped out of college. You what? got all the life skills. Two, you three. Finding a gimmick. <laughs> and then walk away. That's been With that episode, segue, guys. Jim, I think we're ready. I think we're ready to go, yeah. That was yeah. one of the smoothest segues I've mm-hmm. seen talking about the previous topic into yeah. gimmicks. So clearly, Planet of the Apes, Sacramento, Muir Woods. How do you spot gimmicks? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well segue. A segue is a Planet of, gimmick, of the Apes right? is one big gimmick. The no, concept. No. no, you're segueing back to where we were. Don't do that. <laughs> That's what I want to talk Close about. Close the damn door. <laughs> I'm leaving yeah. that one open. Caesar! No, don't go with him. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's why I really like my boy Franco. You you're know? like, feed the trolls. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. I like Omar. So we, we want to talk about actually <laughs> how do we spot gimmicks? Exactly. Yeah. Really, the way I pitched this, this topic to Mike was uh, what sets off your BS detector. But mm. it's the same thing. Yep. Let's bring same it back thing. to uh, 19, mm, 2000, 2001. Young Mikey um, had an obsession with abs, and I don't know why. Tell us the story. So my dad played college football, college rugby, into sports. I played basketball. And from that age, I don't think I even knew what bodybuilding was because I was 13, 12, yeah. 11. Didn't, I wasn't the – because I missed the generation of into Arnold. I missed yeah. the – you know, like I'm not like growing up on Predator and stuff. I watched that later in life. Nice. Yeah. See, I didn't grow up on that. I didn't grow up on like, dang, that's cool to have muscles. That wasn't – I don't think that was our thing. Right? We had like Ninja Turtles. Like, yeah, they kind of had muscles, but it's not like what made them cool. They, they were, were blocky. And they ate fucking well, pizza. Well, their shells were on the back, yeah, which is they, totally and, wrong. And they had like abs members. on their yeah. the front somehow, but that didn't make me want abs. And there's always that weird tension between the turtles and April O'Neil. Where it's April like, definitely was into some green this, goo. Were you guys fans of Shredder? Cause a, his name, and B, he was jacked. Shredded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yucky. Yeah, mm. yeah. I liked it all. I liked Master Shredder, but like, it, it's not a muscle. It's not a muscle bound hunk. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like all the Arnold I films are sly. He man. Yeah. See, we, I didn't have that. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willie was more my guy. So, I was into Spider Man. So you're saying you had no reason for, it, but right around the age of 13, when you're going through puberty, you just found yourself attracted to abs and, and muscular men. <laughs> kinda, kinda. <laughs> We're breaking ground here. I think it was 11 to 13. I wanted abs so bad, mm. and. uh my dad's era was pre-fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, he played football in the 70s. They kind of lifted, but it's not like they knew what they were doing, and it's not like he, like, studied or was into it. He just did some leg press and crushed people on a football field, right? So he buys me an ab machine that, that I asked for because I saw it on a paid programming, like the ab rocker, mm. right? It's like a crunch uh, machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did I that, it. I don't know, a thousand fucking sets a day every day for, like, three years, and, like, you get real sore abs. Nothing going on. I don't think it was till I was 23 that I, mm, 22, 21. Mm, who knows? Because I got caught up in some of the T Nation. They they really sold you on some things. T Nation is an interesting one. Cause they they yeah. give you some real good stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't want to interrupt your story, but no. T Nation is is uh, that was the story really <laughs> a good breeding ground because it has a mixture of some really good quality content, it, really good, and then some baked in nonsense. The 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 end result is by the way you should. You should purchase this anecdote. Do you know how many? Yeah. Do you know how many blueberries I tried to eat to get my carbs go straight to muscles? Yeah, it probably made you healthier. It improved your memory. <laughs> I pooped blue for a month. It probably made your poop very exciting, but I, I doubt. <laughs> I doubt it made you 
you know, but they said I could have specimen I see today. They said I could handle 600 carbs mm. with blueberries. Foam blueberries. Project Indigo. God damn it! That was Indigo. the name. Yeah. That was it. Well, if, yeah. we that got be, me. if we just speak I was to Doctor Oz, years old, he would, that got me. He would be, you know, expounding upon the benefits of blueberries. Sure. If you eat, you know, a cup a day, you'll extend your life by ten years. See, so that that's one of the elements that we can talk about is when mm. you just sprinkle a little bit of science on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Without Someone context. Google's and, and and like and they go, yeah, blueberries are really high, highly ranked in antioxidants, and they they have actually excellent effects cognitively. And you, oh, this is an examine.com article, and then you go, therefore, T Nation was right. And whatever t- chemical T Nation says allowed you to eat that amount of carbs, it probably is in blueberries. Correct. That chemical just doesn't do you that. You just need a nugget. You just need a little sprinkle. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's like 20 to 20... Pixie dust. T- 19 to 23-year-old Mike did that because I would yeah. do the research on it, but it seemed like, seems valid. Might be worth a try. Yep. And then as we had a conversation in the car, I'm very black or white, on or off. Yeah. And then at 24, I just said, fuck it, nothing works. And I haven't taken a supplement since. Yeah. I haven't done a and thing since. And then you deadlifted 700 pounds. Well, so there was some supplements. supplements. Is the secret? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. So, <laughs> so the thing about uh, what Omar and I have called hashtag science on Iron Culture, and what is really like you, you hear it all the time. People just repeat things that become culturally true about science. Mm. Uh, is you'll just hear them say things, and, and it sounds true. It has it's one of these truisms that's BS. Is they always have some little element of pseudoscience or an element of something that is a little bit beyond our, our understanding. Like we hear it with physics sometimes, like you know, uh, all particles exist in the quantum, like in, in quantum realms, everything is either there or not. So therefore, you know, God's probably real. And you're like, oh, interesting step, or in, like, I'm already getting my cross tattoo. I don't, I don't know, I don't know that that proves the other, but yeah. uh, um, you'll hear stuff like that all the time, like you know, the placebo effect. So prayer works, or I'm not trying to go religious. But no, the yeah, point yeah, is, yeah. Is examples. You can hear all kinds of these. Um, elements that, that, that there's, there's a, a kernel of truth, but then an extrapolation far beyond it. And the reason why that works is because none of us are experts in, in physicists. We're not, we're not physicists. Mm. We're, we're not scientists. Um, and even in the, the quote-unquote evidence-based community of fitness, um, people have specialties, right? Um, and I think the fear I used to have and what I've thought a lot about was that if you're not speaking within your, your expertise, you don't stay in your lane, you're useless. And I think you should definitely stay in your lane. But there are certain things that someone with even just, just a high school education uh, can identify that are consistent messages that come out of people or not even always purposely, but, but out of myths or out of those truisms that are actually false that you can identify. Um, and some of it has to do with the subtle manipulation some of it has to do with just kind of logical fallacies or oversimplifications. And you can get good at spotting it. You can get that skeptic lens uh, to, 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 so that, like, I find myself, I'll, I'll hear something now, and it's totally outside of the realm of exercise, science, and nutrition. And I go, that, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. What about the thing that some things do sound right? Some things are like We could logically, get into then. Yeah. So uh, two things I want to note. One. Coach uh, Eric's arm for those uh, watching the video it looks great. He perfectly positioned it where it's just on point. He's casually out angling everybody from the rear, yep. which is not something that's yep. normally it's done. unheard of. It's this unheard of. Subtle technique. Um, He's breaking ground right here. Second, I love. I recently attended a bodybuilding show that Eric did and won, uh, where he mentioned to everyone, where everyone, a lot of people came up to him. Hey, man, I like your content. This and that. And my man mentioned our new podcast to 100% of them, and he comes on this podcast, and basically the first time he speaks for a long period of time, he mentions our podcast once again. Love it. <laughs> Point number three, because he's just... he's. And then I talked about, be careful when someone tries to manipulate you and yeah. sell you on something. Did you guys just manipulate me? But we don't I, we don't sell anything except... I just did a magic trick. Yeah, are you a like, hypnotist? You, you, you want to have someone up. who won't manipulate you, and then I come on your podcast, tell you what to watch for, and I manipulate you. You put my walls down, and then well, you punch me in the teeth. Have you seen Inception? No, I that. fell asleep. <laughs> oh, oh wow. my God. Hypnotized. Maybe, uh, but did the movie still happen? The like in fuck? Your head? That dreidel's still spinning, still buddy, spinning? for you. Is yeah. it still spinning? Yeah. yeah. You're actually so, listening to Iron Culture in your sleep right now. Yeah. 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 You're four, four kicks. They call the kicks in the yeah, movie? Yeah, I think so. Uh, what the hell's so going on? Something I was uh, going to say is, and you got the wrong two people to talk about this. I'm joking, but we had Andy Gelpin on. 
Iron Culture podcast. And uh, Wait, he, he spoke about this. All of a sudden, guys, I'm busy. I got to go listen to Iron Culture. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to leave. <laughs> no, he, he spoke about the steps. Malcolm Gladwell actually wrote an article about the gimmicks and how they work and how there's basically seven steps people have used historically in order to try and sell things. But I think taking a look into the psychology of selling or getting people to buy would be interesting. And I'm not an expert on that yeah, yeah. At, at, in the slightest. But when you said something very interesting, you said it feels right or it seems right even though I meant, actually it's incorrect. I meant like logically. Like yeah. some things now, even as an adult, like I was 13, what do I know? Yeah, that crunch machine. And a crunch yeah. can work your abs. Like not that dumbest thing, but um, supplements or yeah. whatever. And some things, like you said, having a really good article that yeah. is is uh, maybe evidence-based with yeah. their strength and conditioning and then hitting you with a hitter at the end. Okay, seems yeah. logical. All this is true, 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 true. Can we get some truers? Huh. This must be true as well, um, or or like you said, the steps to marketing, or or even logically, um, you know, there's some keto books out there that promise some things and say some things, and some of the science is like foundationally kind of there, uh, and you read it and you're like, hmm. So that that's a great example is when you get confronted with a logical scientific argument in a field that you are not familiar with. That's where you can get caught up. Um, the how and, and I'll, I'll I'll circle back to why. That's often something to also ping your head and go, what? So as an example, uh, Gary Tobbs does a great job of citing research, always does. He's a great storyteller, which that's just the way we communicate as humans. Yeah. You understand X, Y, to Z, to B, to here's what happened, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, he does do some of the things uh, that Andy Galpin talked about from Malcolm Gladwell of you know the establishment's trying to trick you, here's the problem, and then they hook you. So that you can pay attention to, but that always doesn't, that doesn't always happen. It's not always malicious. Someone might just be exposed to incorrect information. For sure. Right. So for example, I think a lot of people who are very, very bought into the ketogenic diet as a fix-all or the answer, um, they've just been presented with cherry-picked data. 100%. And there is so much data out there, and this is where you do have to stay in your lane, that if you get an article that's third hand and maybe you are science literate and every citation is accurate. Well, here's the thing. If I was to take a hundred studies on any given topic, a certain non-negligible percentage of them would go the opposite way of what actually happened just due to sampling variants mm-hmm. and statistics. And if I was only to be exposed to those, I would just have an incorrect view because we can't expect every person in the fitness industry to do a random sample of all studies and run right. an ad hoc meta-analysis of, oh, does lifting heavy or lifting light make me bigger? I could show you four studies and, and give you two, two different articles. Right. Right? Now, circling back, like I said I would, here's the thing. If someone's just trying to tell you how generally to eat for fat loss and they have to teach you about hormones and they have to uh, break down myths that you thought you heard previously, uneducate you, and then tell you that there has been a conspiracy, regardless of what they cite, that's something to be skeptical of. Yeah. Because there's not really real motivation there. Uh, people are – like the whole thing like, you know, the dietary guidelines, that's the problem. Like, wait a minute. Are people even following the dietary guidelines in the first place? Right. You know? So It's crazy though because we automatically – like we, we're all so in this thing. Uh, mm. It's hard to see from the out outside. Yeah. Right? Like there's gimmicks on multiple layers. And so we're – we're deep in the strength conditioning, and not that keto's a gimmick, but like yeah. keto's a hot topic that people yeah. are still on. But like you go out and you're like, this cream makes me lose body yeah. fat. I yeah. rub it on my stomach and saran wrap myself like a baked fucking potato, and I'm gonna get abs. <laughs> like yeah. that to us, we're like, obviously not, idiot. Yeah, yeah. But like from the outside, like, oh, that seems, oh, oh this says some, oh, warming agent, thermogenic. Makes you sweat. I know I sweat when I work out, so now I'm going to sweat with this cream. Makes sense to me, you know. Do you want to speak to that? Uh, no, go ahead. Because I think so. Here's here's one for for everyone who's listening. Um, that is something that you're speaking of that that plays to human motivation, actually. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyone who's worked as a personal trainer uh, has probably been exposed to the concept of your stages of willingness to change, right? Human motivation. So we start with a complete lack of interest in change or unawareness of it. Uh, like, you know, your cousin Tom at the barbecue is just eating like fried whatever. And he is overweight. He is. Doctors told him to lose weight, but he's not at all interested in it. And if you say something to him, he's like, ha, ha, ha. enjoy your, your enjoy your, your celery. Uh, then he'll get to a point where maybe you're seeking information. Uh, but there's a number of steps before you actually get to the action stage where you've acknowledged there's a problem, but you're not quite ready to commit to a problem. And that is where almost 100% of the gimmicks 
get you mm-hmm. in that they tell you, you don't have to commit. Yeah, yeah. I've got this pill. You, you know you need to change. You know you want to. You're not ready, but you don't have to. This pill will help you or this 10-week program or this ab roller or this insert anything. So I think one really good way that you can do this if you're someone who's at the earlier stages of fitness, because the reason why we all intuitively know that's BS, even though it's not like we all have PhDs. No. I mean, just some of us do. I'm not going <laughs> to state who does. Some, some of us Connor in the audience uh, listening. There are some people at this table that have PhDs, and that may be something that people respect yeah. more than not. I have it. this bump down here. Could you check? Yes, that? I, I can. You're do, the PhD I can guy. Do, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> oh, Omar's supposed to Omar, check this. Omar thing? has a, a doctorate. This in, lumper and in, in, in lumps. In se- below. Well, this is a sexual health podcast, so Correct. that's what, is yeah. what he told the lady we were buying <laughs> coffee from. Right. And was she receptive or was she not receptive? She Marvin. was highly receptive. Mm. My man. So, so but because we've all been in the. I fitness. have a master's degree, so if we average it out in here, we should. Oh be okay. wait, you dropped out like me. Mm-hmm. Wait, let's go subscriber <laughs> count. We knew that. That's just a shallow metric. No one cares. About that, yeah. P.S. Make sure to follow me at Helms 3DM. Yeah, make sure to follow Iron Culture. Yeah. Um, so the thing that we all have in common, though, is that we've all seen what does get results, and that's yeah. consistent effort over over years, right? Yeah. Decades. Yes. Um, so what someone who doesn't have that knowledge needs to know, if you're in the early stages, is that there there is absolutely there are some things that help, but there's absolutely no shortcut to getting there. Yeah. So anything that you want to believe in. Ask yourself, why do I want to believe in that? Mm-hmm. If it's because, oh, I don't really want to commit to nutrition and training, that's okay. None of us did at one point. I still don't. Absolutely. <laughs> right? We gravitate towards certain aspects of it. Yeah. You know, like every powerlifter I meet is like, oh, I wish I had the discipline of you as a bodybuilder. I'm yeah. like, well, we're, we're, you we're, could. we're different. Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't really want this. Yeah, you, you know? <laughs> and I really want this. Yeah. You know, like, so... So I think I think it's just it's really good to remind yourself that if you are struggling with making a behavior change and those things that pull you sideways and they look like oh maybe the, maybe this is the ticket they're really just that's not a thing yeah 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 and yeah. so uh, to like play a devil's advocate and because I'm psycho and think all these things around in circles mm. then I'm the guy that's like. Um, uh, oh, Eric's just, uh, he's just that motivational guy that says, like, there's no easy way to anything. Like, yeah, he's skinny. He's Jack. What does he know? There's no easy way to anything? That's not what this pill said. I'm going to take this pill for six months. Well, I, but, like, the I, truth I, is, I, I think people six do. Six months from now, you'll be like, fuck, Eric. I, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, some people definitely want the easy way out. I, can I go one kick deeper? Kick her down, okay. dude. Kick, so kick, I, kick deep into me. Kick, I do, I do grab think, my dreidel and kick her out. I do think we need a working definition of what uh, how we're defining gimmicks. Oh, because yeah. something that I would yeah. say is uh, Eric correctly spoke about the beginner. So, the, you know, where it's novel, you're just getting into something. But then there is the next layer that occurs where it gets really dangerous, in my opinion, where it's uh, we're then mixing up what is true and what's not true. And like that is steroids people, a gimmick? Well, when people conflate the no, reason behind work. their success. So as an example, someone will follow a ketogenic diet yeah, yeah. and because they're in a caloric deficit, they'll lose weight. But then when they claim what works for them, it's not I was in a caloric deficit, it's I did a ketogenic diet. Sure. And so now they no longer know the true reason behind their success and they're more susceptible because they bought into that marketing one time yeah. that the next thing that comes along, they're more likely and the further they go down that rabbit hole of gimmicks, now you're taking bath and MCT oil. The gimmicks yeah. get a little bit more intricate. So if you get hooked on, I think one of the problems is if you get hooked on one gimmick, you're more likely to fall for the next one. Yeah, it, it furthers yeah. your bias for yeah. sure. So the and, and this is where it's important to actually have a little bit of science literacy or a little bit of uh, I, I would say skeptic literacy or follow the right scientists on Instagram. Not even that. Oh, all right. You're close. <laughs> We're you're against close. gurus. So I think it's important just to understand. Uh, that there are, there are there is scientific evidence, but you don't need to be necessarily following science. Anecdotes are great. Observations are great. Observations are the foundation of science, but we just have to understand their limitations. Mm. So trainers all the time, and since the dawn of time, have noticed anecdotes. A lot of times they're true, yeah, especially yeah. if it's a trainer who's paying attention and has done thousands of things. Like, for example, we used to be like, high reps get me cut. And you're like, that's a myth. Well, actually, the amount of calories you expend is closely related to the tonnage. Mm. And if you take your 20 RM, you're going to have more tonnage than if you do a 5 RM. Yeah, yeah. Even though one might be better for building, say, strength. Sure. Um, and, you know, if you're depleting lo- local muscle glycogen and you're also changing your diet, I-, I-, I could see a high rep program in a vacuum. If you didn't change anything else, you might notice you get a little more cut. And if you train 1,000 people, you do it, that's fine. The problem is then they say something about, you know, beta oxidation or, you know, training density or, or, or yada, yada, yada. 
It's when they try to explain why the anecdote worked, where they often get it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, high reps make your muscles, fibers have more Tone. striations. That's the one you hear in the bodybuilding community. Like, you know, the, the cable crossovers, they ain't doing nothing but adding striations. If you want to build that muscle, you get on the bench press. And it's like, so they're contracting. For, listen, book bodybuilder, all right? When you're six weeks out, this one, off-season that one. Okay. All right, great. Um, the problem is, is that they're trying to explain a mechanism that they have no idea. And observation's mm. great. And that observation may be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let the observation be. Because it may be that a ketogenic diet it really works well for you because it suppresses your appetite. And you found that you increase your protein intake. And you're cutting out foods that you normally would eat a lot of because they make you hungrier. Because, sure, it's not that potato chips are high in carbs because they're also high in fat. Mm-hmm. But when you add the salty... And the savory flavor together, you eat more potato chips than you intended to. Because they're delicious. Exactly. And then yeah. you end on the fat kid cycle because then you get too salty, your mouth gets a little dry, and then you head over to the ice cream bin, and then the ice cream becomes a little sweet, so you head back to the cookie jar, and then you Sounding head back to the chip bar. Yep. Never but, been there before. But the issue is insulin, right? Not just that the ketogenic diet doesn't allow either one My of those My mTOR pathways right. are wide open. Right, and that's the mistake. <laughs> so that, that's the mistake that, that, that Omar was getting to is that um, – you start to – like there are certain things that we just are ingrained with believing. Like if you hang out with a bunch of S&C coaches or if you hang out with a bunch of nutritionists, even well-educated ones, yeah. there's ones that came like pre-you went to school. Like, uh, he's fast twitch. Yeah. Uh, and my first thought is, yeah, he is. Wait a minute. I know that. <laughs> I, he is, but – Like, like I, yeah, you're, uh, that, that's my first thought too because I, you know, I didn't wake up and go to – I didn't get born and, go, and start my degree. I was a trainer for – a while before I actually started my education. So I have these baked in things that I just say or believe yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But then I go, wait a minute, did, did he biopsy him? And and are we sure that that's actual yeah. fat? Maybe he just has really, really good stiffness. Like, how, I, don't, I don't know if that's the case, you know, but yeah. that's not my first reaction. Yeah. And we all have that to some degree somewhere. We had Jason Phillips on a few weeks ago and we were talking about the ketogenic diet. And he said it's funny how pervasive it is in all of our minds because he's like, ah, you know, I need to, I need to start a cut. I mean, it's just like cut the carbs for a couple of weeks. And he's like, fuck, what am I doing? What am I thinking? Yeah. Like, why, why, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to, I'm not, I'm trying to cut calories. I'm not just trying to cut carbs. So, yeah. And it was but it's such same. an easy thing to just say, oh, I'll just do this, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. it seems to work for everybody. And Jim, you've been around long enough to where it was another 15 years prior to that, we would, without thinking about it, just say, hey, we just go low fat, right. you know, just cut oh, the yeah. fat out. And it's in that one, like when I talk to like, for example, uh, my aunts and uncles and, and parents who were in their 50s or 60s, that was when they started paying attention. And they're like, well, but but fat is the same thing on me. That's fat, body fat. It's It seems so intuitive to them, just right. like the carbs seem so intuitive to us. We mumble something about insulin. They mumble something about body fat storage. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter that actually they're a little more correct because both are just these shortcuts that are based on an explanation that is incomplete. Yeah, And we don't, we don't have to make the explanation. That's the thing with the fitness industry. If we want to be more responsible, it's not an onus on all of us to explain physiology. Yeah. Most of the time it just confuses people. Yeah. So that, that's another thing for someone to listen. If there is an unnecessary level of physiology being explained to you, that's not a good sign. Yeah, no. people want people don't want a lesson always. They they just want an answer. Yes, and, and you can actually. I was just saying this when we were off camera. I, I mentioned someone who I'm close to is an, is an excellent uh, coach, and I said, you know, if if I'm an engineer, they're a great mechanic. Mm. Like if you go get your car fixed, you might want to understand what's happening to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you might want to make sure you can do good self care or care on your car, so you don't have to go back to the mechanic. But you don't need the mechanic to explain to you a combustion engine. Right. 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 You know, like they might need to tell you enough so that you understand what a radiator is and why it has a problem and what you need to do about it for the future. And now you're an educated consumer. Fantastic. And the trainer should play the same role. And I think because trainers are often seen in in, in the community as basically operating outside of the scope of practice, uh, you know, you're this is a BS job. Why didn't you go to college? Uh, you need to convince your clients to come in. We got kind of taught, like, you know, just – do a little magic hand wavy thing. Say something about insulin, physiology, high reps, something. Your client doesn't get anything out of it except thinking you're smart, mm-hmm. and they won't go to someone else. Yeah, and then they'll resign. Sadly, that's at like every level now with social media and stuff. I feel like not to get too off topic, but everyone's like flexing vocab. It's not if, off topic because yeah. that, that I yeah. believe that yeah. is a gimmick. Yeah, everyone's it's just like, science as a gimmick. It is. It is yeah. just to like, well, I'm smarter than Eric because I'm going to use this vocab and he's using that vocab. Good like, luck. 
Yeah, well, bring it. You don't want you don't want none of this. You want to bring that physiology. Look at him looking the camera like that. Yeah. You just you are you hypnotizing our crowd? Are you are you hypnotizing our Iron culture <laughs> every every Monday. Emphasis on the cult part of oh, culture. Oh, Mondays? That's fine. We're Wednesdays. Well, Wednesdays yeah. 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 Now you yeah, got two exactly. things to look for. You to. have an hour between Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. To figure that out. Yeah, and then Wednesday, yeah. you could listen to it three times by the time Iron Culture comes out. So download us three times on all platforms. So Tuesday's a bad day. That's all we get established. <laughs> yeah. well, on yeah. Tuesday. It's like it's a down day. It's like 12 it's to 15 it. reps. Yeah. Who yeah. does that? That's right? your recovery day. Yeah. So we're talking about, about basically marketing approaches. And one of them always seems to be when people tell you that they're not like the thing yeah. that you don't like. Correct. Except that they're exactly like the thing <laughs> it's like, you don't it's like. It's like when a guy tries to pick up a girl and says, I'm not like those other guys. I'm like, right. You're exactly, exactly. like. Like those other yeah. guys. Like, yeah. why did They're they feel worse. the need to say that? You yeah. know, I yeah. actually think they not call me, that. baby. <laughs> so, like, uh, doctors hate him. Yeah, doctors. Guy. Yeah, or actually, you know, when Michael Jackson said that he was right, he oh. he wasn't what? like other guys. I'm not like. Yeah, oh yeah. Was that? No, it, really? Yeah, there, and there's a funny <laughs> response like, to that that a comedian true. said that I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. repeat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no Jackson bashing on this podcast, boys. <laughs> Jim started that. That was not bashing. He was. He, uh, he, hey. he said that. He fell in a. He fell in a. In a. Vat of bleach. Like with the Joker, kind of. You know what I mean? Like Jack Nicholson's Joker. I just want to point out all bashing is coming from this guy. It's not this episode. Your co host. We know a mean Mohawk on the dance. We don't do that in our culture, which is on Mondays. Now, I did want to say to discuss something else, and that is, if I may, about talking, you know, concerning our capitalist society. It's just the commercial considerations that go into some of these things where. You see this in training. So my experience being a personal trainer, we're often actually what my managers try to tell me when selling personal training is that it's an emotional buy, right? So you you don't want to be logical with your rationale. What you want to do is appeal to that part of their uh, self that they're uncomfortable with. You want to see their grandkids, don't you? You want to be able to run away and play with their grandkids, don't you? You're fat. When you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you think? He doesn't want to fuck you. You want your husband to fuck you, don't you? So it's, it's unfortunate that people are more often motivated by that which makes them afraid mm. than uh, what they want to go towards to build them up. And so if you look at the marketing behind uh, products, it kind of is all about that. And they're successful. And often I think it's interesting if you actually take a look as an influencer, whatever that means, on Instagram, when they offer you certain rates to uh, do promotions, there is a relationship between how much they're willing to offer you and the validity of the thing they're trying uh, for you to promote. And what I mean is that Nike is an established brand. Whether you agree with their ethics, their business practices, the brand image, doesn't matter. Nike has power, right? Nike Money has power yeah. over uh, consumers. So if Nike comes to you, it's like, hey, Eric, I'm going to give you some free shirts if you want want to shout it out cool if not we're nike we have serena williams you know uh now on the other hand if you have a detox tea and a detox tea is not established it sounds kind of gimmicky from the outset mm-hmm. so there's there's certain things like a ketogenic diet that have been introduced to our society where it's like yeah low carb right where you don't have to overcome that uh, initial objection but something like uh, let's say a detox tea from the get-go, kind of sounds gimmicky. Yeah. Therefore, when they come to influencers, and I've, you know, we've been pitched multiple things. The thanks for the, the money. The rate that they're willing to offer versus a Nike or a brand. Let's say I did some stuff with NASM, so the National Academy of uh, uh, Sports Medicine. I yeah. Think it is. Yeah. Uh, what they offered me compared to the detox tea. How needy are they? Was a fraction. So the yeah. detox tea, and so. I talked about this actually on Mama's Boys. Is, uh, oh, go what, download those yeah. too. No, what they offer uh, an individual to promote a detox tea is three, four, five times the amount. And so now in the marketplace, there is that financial motivation to, as an influencer and someone now trying to earn a living off of social media, take on the detox tea. And yeah. so you see, it's a, the question then becomes if some of us know or we are aware that these things are wrong as uh, influencers or people providing you know, voice in the community, why do we continue to do it or why are they yeah. perpetuated? A financial incentive needs to be discussed and how to potentially balance that then. Having said that, we're we'll just take a break right here for a commercial message. Purpose of the show. I don't know the meaning of life. But I do know the purpose of the show and a meaning to maybe my life. 
I don't know, but it's always to kind of focus on progress, focus on yeah. learning, to continue knowledge in whatever it is interests me. And I think the older you get, as long as you can find of some kind of income, something you and you know, some kind of income and some kind of hobby or two, it's okay to search knowledge other places. Right. right. Like hopefully you get past the age twenty one and you don't have to read about math one oh one or calculus anymore. You get to start to explore things that you uh, enjoy, uh, things that maybe just interest you just for shits and gigs even. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter. Or some things that maybe you wanna um Implement into your work and your income to improve your life as a hobby or income, whatever it might be. But that's why we got this podcast for you. And that's also why we teamed up with The Great Courses Plus. Uh, It's an awesome streaming service that has thousands and thousands of knowledgeable professors from universities all around the world on a variety of topics. Basically, any topic you could think of. Um, And they're really in-depth courses that can allow you to uh, further your knowledge in very digestible small pieces. It's kind of a greater course uh, with a topic, depending on what you choose. And then within those, there's about half an hour breakups um, videos that uh, you can also get on audio app they have at the Great Course Plus. And you can... Pick and choose whatever you want. You can do the full course. You can bounce around. Um, once you sign up for the Great Courses Plus, it, it's kind of all access. Yeah, if you guys um, have been listening along, you know that we're fans of what they call lifelong learning. And we're also fans of the Great Courses Plus. And this particular course uh, that we're recommending this week is on understanding the mysteries of human behavior to um, motivation, why people do things, why why people make one healthy choice over an unhealthy choice or vice versa. Um, we all end up where we are as a product of all those choices and knowing what motivates human behavior can be very valuable. Right now, we are inviting you, our audience, to take advantage of an offer that we've set up with The Great Courses Plus. It's a free month of access. Uh, you can go to thegreatcoursesplus/facts. You don't even have to type a code in. You just go to that URL right there, and you'll get a free month of access to all the courses on The Great Courses Plus. Yeah, limited time only. Take advantage of it right now. Absolutely free month. No strings attached. Check it out. TheGreatCoursesPlus.com slash facts. That's F-A-C-T-S. That's and perfect. we're back. Something. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Detox Seed, 1999. <laughs> Something. Uh, I'm not actually joking. There's a anyway. I I um I don't know if I made this term up or not because I kind of read but I don't read and then that's why 50% facts is what it is. Like I don't know what's real or not or what's in my head and you hypnotize me. So that's I'm called really schizophrenia. Flustered. But go on. I'm fucked. Yeah. Uh, like the Jordan effect. So uh, 80s, 90s, obviously 2000s, and even now. Maybe not even now actually. But then uh, you buy the Jordan sneaker because Jordan's the best dunker. The sneakers look pretty good, but you want to play like Jordan. Or even you just want to be associated with someone I who think that that's it. Who gives you a sense of um like like a tribe. Aspirational. So I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. Like so I, I, think, I relate to Jordan because he, he he's jump man. There's, there's a, there's so a, I don't know. know. So I think eighties, nineties, it was and I wasn't around them, but I've been in the shoes mm-hmm. and I've been into the culture and I think it was because basketball, Jordan's the best. I want to be good at basketball. I yeah. think now it might be something like that because there's a brand image it's a about bit it. Throwback. Uh, yeah, He's it's, the best defensive player. Yeah, yeah it's cool. He made the Bulls better. Yeah. N- now there's a culture about sneakers. There's a culture about yeah. being cool. There's it's a true. culture about the Jumpman symbol. So maybe that comes later. So that's where I was yeah. getting. Yeah. So and then uh, with influencers and Instagram and social media, that effect uh, changed because now we see LeBron James on a Sprite commercial and America's more aware in the you know 2010s to now and you say i know lebron's just getting paid to drink sprite he might not even like sprite get your money lebron yeah i'm not gonna buy sprite because of him i prefer seven up right it just is what it is and so then the influencer came along at that same time and we related because they were organic and normal right on earth they only have 10 times the followers i have well you know what i mean they're not huge i can actually get a response from them Mm. omar's a normal guy he kind of lifts some weights Mm. questionable (laughs) he's not even close to normal but he's not lebron Uh, he's like me uh, he lifts weights and he wears uh, these headphones i'm going to get these headphones he said they were good that's cool but now i think it's starting i i hope at least for me, for sure. But we're, again, we're on the inside, so we don't see this outside. I don't know what the outside sees, but now you, I think people know this girl's posting this tea and this protein drink and this. She's getting paid. She doesn't yeah. even like that. She doesn't take that. This helped nothing. I hope it came full kind of circle to the early 2000s. I think people are getting better at identifying that. And I think that's, if I want to connect the things that you guys said, is, is how do you identify it and what 
I think we didn't get to before. We were kind of talking about um, what what people what like the negative is. Like you don't want to see this, but actually, what, what helps people is what should you look for? Yeah, because like you said, it is very fear based. Some of the marketing FOMO. Yeah, fear of missing out. Exactly that. That's almost all supplement marketing. Mm-hmm. The gains you could be getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you you started yesterday. Yeah, spending. You'd be better off today already. Yeah, exactly. And I think when we tell people, hey, this is the stuff that people do that's bad. Look out for that. You don't want the negative. But what I think is actually really helpful. It's easier to see instead of playing whack a mole of all these bad people not to follow. Is someone who is not a charlatan. What do they do? Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. someone who's honest, or at least attempting to be honest? They might be wrong sometimes. Right. But the beauty of someone who's wrong sometimes for non-nefarious reasons, just because they were incorrect, is they're going to try to get right. Right. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's science. For like sure. We, science is always wrong and evolving and moving towards a more closer truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the things you really want to look for is someone who admits when they're wrong. You want to look for someone who does not give cure-alls. It's something you see in, in, in medicine. Like something that's supposed to cure cancer and fix a broken bone. <laughs> Come on, mm. right? Uh, so if it makes you jacked, lean, stronger, bigger, faster, everything you could ever want in one package pill. Steroids, but go on. Use my code. Probably not, <laughs> though, you know? Um, and uh, so, so things like that, cure-alls. Uh, if, if, they, if, if someone is not promoting one-size-fits-all, if they have nuance, if they give non-black and white answers, yeah. uh, if they admit doubt, don't use superlatives or hyperbole, things like this is the most... If they don't give you uh, like percentages and numbers that seem way too exacting, like this will give you ten percent more muscle in five days. Like, how could you know that? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think someone that um, has answers to every question, uh, kind of similar to like staying in your wheelhouse. Like, yeah. Like you ask me something about weightlifting, I'm like, well, don't really know what I'm doing. Here's who you should talk. Yeah, to. yeah I yeah. got a squat bench dead, and yeah. I can get you a little jacked. People who have changed their mind over time. Yeah. Exact Maybe wrong good. thing you want to do yeah. in politics is exactly yeah. what you want from someone who you want to get help from about your yeah. health. You know. Yeah. Also, I think that um, some of it is the authenticity of message. And if someone's always pitching, yeah. you can't find the, their authenticity. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. always car sales. Yeah. If they're and, selling too much in, in a variety of things. Yeah. And and if when you read their, their posts that are supposed to be like self-revelatory posts and they sound like canned language from everything that's going on yeah. in – in that industry or Instagram or whatever platform they're talking on, you probably can't trust them either. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you're looking for from the unauthentic message is a reflection of yourself. And that's where the real influence comes from, at least that's where it should come from today. I think that's really well said because I think a lot of influencers get taught, hey, you need to be authentic because it'll help your sales. Right. Mm -hmm. That's very different than simply... Being a li- yeah, exactly, right? So, yeah, you th- force being authentic. Yeah. yeah, and we can sense that. Like, like if you think about where where does where do people like uh, pe- where do most trainers or people who dedicate their lives to trying to help people come from? Is they had a personal experience with fitness. Yeah. It was positively helpful in their lives, and they went, "Man, how cool would it be to work in something that I enjoy and help people?" And then also be able to make a living off that. Mm. And so it comes across as I'm genuinely trying to figure out how to do that. But what you also sometimes get is someone who goes, I've got a great body. I've always lifted. Um, not really sure what I'm going to do with my life. And then someone told me, hey, dude, you could really do X, Y, and Z. Or some fit tee contacted me and told me you can get X amount of sponsorship. So when someone has a brand that changes all the time, they're mm. obviously not being authentic because they're chasing what they think will sell. Mm. Not, this is me, this is my content, I hope it helps. What about people who are selling their own stuff or develop their own stuff in order to capitalize on their um, you know, social media following their social presence? I think that can be fine. And it de- it, it kind of depends on what it is. I right. Guess. Like yeah. shirts, shoes, supplements. Bandanas. Yeah. Bandanas. Right. <laughs> but it also depends on where does it come from, right? Um, and... If there's nothing wrong with just being transparent about that. Like, sure. hey, you know, I've been doing this thing for 10 years just trying to help people. Hey, here's my personal journey. I appreciate you guys following. You know, if, if you like that and you want to support me, like if you want to give me money, give me money and here's this and you might like this shirt. Mm-hmm. Sure. Instead of 
this will get you X, Y, and Z, or you need this. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. I, actually, I think that Omar's always done a really nice job of just being selling his, out. Uh, his authentic self and then selling the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, My no. My shoes are, are really comfortable. Though, I yeah. would say. <laughs> I mean, I d- you, Code you, Eric, you never enough. you never oversell your stuff. I don't. I personally, this is yeah. just just a comment. I, I, actually, I never felt like you. I actually feel embarrassed a little bit, not about selling. I'm actually very comfortable selling because I think, <laughs> in my experience. Being a trainer, I think selling to someone in a genuine way or at least authentic has to do with being comfortable with yourself. Yeah, and what you're selling. Yeah, If you have yeah. confidence you in what you're selling, it. it's so easy to do it. But I, I want the right balance for people. And actually, often the shirts I wear in particular because they're always present and they usually come 90% of the time from my shirt company – the amount of times people in the comment section will say, "Where do you get that shirt?" I'm like, "Oh, I have not yeah, done. I have not done an effective job branding this enough, mm-hmm. where people know." But that's better than, "Man, you're promoting so much shit. Like, you need to slow down." Yeah, so true. It's, I, th- I think, in my mind, and that's maybe uh, another small tangent when it comes to gimmicks, is that gimmicks are usually also associated with the short term because over time because the industry, the fitness industry, isn't regulated, um, there are people that call out these charlatans and these things that don't work. So it's a small cycle to short cycle. So you have five years, 10 years, you have this ab machine, and then it's gone in three mm-hmm. years. Uh, it's kind of Six pump and dump. shortcuts. And that's what, yeah, he went away. And gone. actually, interesting enough, the individual, so he wasn't the owner, as I understand it, uh, from looking at it behind the scenes. He was the spokesperson, and there was someone else that orchestrated it, but he was the figure, the public figure. Um, he was the guy getting pitched the fit tee. Yeah, and then he, willing to change my brand message yeah. to whatever gives me the yeah. biggest price. And then he had a piece out because eventually you take a look at the like to dislike ratio on YouTube and it was atrocious. Yeah. Um, Poison but, the well. Yeah, is that what we call getting ratioed? <laughs> oh, is that what you say? I've never heard that. <laughs> you never heard that expression? No, what is that, Jim? Like obviously, I, 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 that has to be one definition of it. I see it as basically more, more dislike than like. Like. It, that that's a reflection of you poisoning the well. Yeah, so you've jumped and you've changed your brand so many times, and you followed the money to where you don't. Th- why would anyone trust you? Yeah. You're just doing whatever follows. And I think what Omar's getting at is that yeah, there is that, and we're talking about authenticity. We're talking about the language that should set off your BS detector. But marketing and gimmicks are not the same thing. And this is why the yeah, evidence-based yeah. community has actually done a pretty poor job, in my opinion, until recently with countering some of this stuff yeah. mm. is because they have conflated the two. If you, we have conflated the two, and take some personal responsibility here. If, if, if we feel like, look, science is everything, you either spit in facts, it's either 100% facts or zero, okay? Mm. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, the whole point is we're wrong, we're wrong, yeah. right? Marketing, yeah. good marketing is not necessarily inherently deceptive. No, for sure. It's right. not unethical. No. It's not necessarily... Uh, manipulative. Right. It is simply persuasive. Yeah, or eye-catching. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with persuading s- someone of something that's true. Yeah. It's only unethical when you're trying to persuade someone of something that's false and manipulative for your personal gain. Yeah, and you're well right. aware. So I think that the, the key is is that, and you see this now with some six very successful evidence-based folks, like I want to give Jeff Nippert a shout. He's got over a million followers on YouTube doing something I did not think could even fit that platform. Yeah. Because he's using persuasive marketing in an effective way but he does not promise things that are ne- are false he will change his mind yeah he does give nuance i think omar also does a great job with this i'm trying to get better and better at it i think you guys do a great job of that and that's the difference is that there's actually it's not just a or b it's, no, yeah, there's a yeah. lot to learn from the people who've successfully persuaded people to give up their money and sometimes their health and their money yeah. in pursuit of health which is tragic right that we can use to actually communicate science better so what about this? Uh, what about the marketing that creates a problem that doesn't exist? That convince you of a problem yeah. that doesn't exist. Yes, that is an that's actually an excellent one that that should stand out like a flare. Right. Like if you were all good to go and you're like, oh, my fitness is going okay. Oh, I have inflammation. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I was inflamed. Yeah. Or like global inflammation. Yeah. Like like <laughs> another great example and that always hits on the bodybuilding community because we have this. You know, most of us are a little orthorexic and have flirted with eating disorder. It's just a beautiful sport. Is that <laughs> I recommend everyone does. Like it. <laughs> you'll, like you, you were fine. Everything was great, and then you're like, oh, you have a food allergy. And like, well, no, but I, I, I learned I probably have an intolerance. I farted once yesterday. <laughs> you're right. You know, so <laughs> but it was the, really big. Yeah, must yeah. have been the glue. I, I cleared them all. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, and I'm tell people like, if you, you, if you had to read an article to learn that you were allergic or had a food intolerance. 
maybe you're just afraid. Yeah. And yeah. And, and you're just, something is going to come in, you know? Yeah. And uh, like you said, you're going to notice associations. Like after a bodybuilding show, you've been eating 100 calories and now you're eating 10,000. That's, you don't have the digestive enzymes for anything. It's not, mm. the, the problem isn't dairy. The problem is you went from eating chicken and broccoli to two large pizzas overnight, yeah. you know? Yeah. You're bound to crap yourself. I think that what you were, <laughs> You, what you're getting at earlier talks about like the integrity of a personal brand or the integrity of a show brand or, or yep. you know, a YouTube channel or whatever. You don't want to be associated with things that you have to talk people into taking in the first place. Absolutely. And most of us want to, if we're going to, if we're going to sell something, we want to sell things that people were going to buy anyway. Here, buy it from this source because that will support me and I will be able to continue to make content for you. It's, it's a simple, uh, a equation. The pitch should be obvious. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think the transparency of what someone will gain from it also is important. Meaning that, as you uh, correctly pointed out, by you supporting this, then it enables me to make content or, or whatnot. Like, what mm -hmm. is my intention behind yeah. uh, what I'm promoting? As opposed to, like, I just want to make a lot of money. Yeah. Dog. yeah, yeah. That like, Ferrari, my yeah. second Ferrari's calling. Actually, you know, one, one thing I've noticed is that there's the, the use of Patreon. Yeah. is a yeah. lot more ubiquitous than actually selling things because oh, it's yeah. very straightforward. It's saying, be my patron. I like to do this. If you give me money, I'll do this. Yeah. Instead of saying, hey, I've got a supplement company and let me tell you about supplements. I'm already uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> oh man, I'm sweating. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, supplements aren't great, but they're good, but you can try it. But please buy this because I'm also making a podcast. You know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that, that's harder. It makes you morally uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and in, you, it's certainly nothing wrong with it. You just have to be transparent. You yeah. have to tell people that even the best supplement like creatine, you might not even notice the difference. But there is a difference. And if you're interested, <laughs> yeah. check out this article on examine.com. And yeah. hey, if you're going to buy creatine anyway, why not buy mine? Because it makes it so I can get a better mic for the next episode of Iron Culture every Monday. Ooh. We work with an agency. And at, when we were onboarding with them, they had like a long questionnaire that we were supposed to fill out. And some of it was about that. Like what, mm -hmm. what are you willing to, to, to endorse and what are you not willing to endorse? And like anything that's, anything that's sketchy, anything that doesn't have any science behind it, anything like that, we're just going to say no to. And then they ask us every single time and we've said no. Um, yeah. A handful. Uh, yeah. A handful of times because it, it just didn't, didn't fit for us because there just wasn't enough evidence behind what they were trying to sell. Right. Doesn't feel good. The booty blaster works. I yeah, don't know why well, you guys are so sorry. opposed, but I I'm mean, sorry. had I known that you were going to buy into the booty blaster ahead of time, we uh, might full have been disclosure. Able to work out a deal. I own seventy five percent of that company. Yeah, there you go, Peach Boy. You should have known. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, one thing on that, brand though, mm -hmm. very on brand. On, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you mean you nailed it. <laughs> you could <laughs> get you. a calf developer going. You'd be really on brand. <laughs> yeah, like if you had a, if all of a sudden you started selling calf training videos, people like he sold out. He sold yeah. out. Like, wow. Not, yeah. He changed. He changed. Who is he? Um, I think the hierarchy of importance when it comes to certain products also should be noted where in the fitness industry, and that's why the muscle strength pyramids are a, are a great idea, uh, where they correctly identify what's most important in order to yep. make progress. And mm -hmm. I think what Eric said, the magnitude of effect where, you know, if you don't take, I'm making this up, ZMA, you won't get good sleep. If you don't get good sleep, you're basically putting your gains in half, what you could potentially be getting. And so I think because so ZMA doubles your gains. Yeah, it doubles your gains. That's what that's what I was trying Quick to say. Quick math. And so, uh, unfortunately, what happens with most people? They I think now once they've been in the industry for a while, they they know in quotations the basics, but they don't. Yeah. Because as uh, I think it was Eric uh, said in this uh, podcast episode, the uh, food guidelines where it's like they're terrible. It's like, well, are people following them yeah. in the first they're place? They're not is the that question, bad. Right? Yeah. So it's like uh, the concept of the basics yeah. for getting results. It's like, yeah. are you following the basics? Oh, you're not. Well, let's start with those. But people because it's very attractive to one, assume that you're doing more than you are and two, that you're missing out on something. So a supplement, a thing that you must take or like, you know what, uh, even when it comes to uh, those that sell training programs where it's like, all programs are like this. My program's actually like that. That's This is why you look like what you currently do because you've actually been following those programs. And the first question is, like, have you been following the program? Yeah. 100% to T or any basic solid regimen. And then also, like, you no, know. Wait a minute. I programmed up 10 times for the same thing you told me. Is that it's because of the programs I was following, but I wasn't following them. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the hierarchy of importance uh, gets skewed when it comes to marketing. The things that you don't need, you're sold more often than the things that you do need because. Mm -hmm 
because the things that we do need are, are pretty discipline or, or, or <laughs> they're you, not sellable yeah. like, they're not sellable yeah. like sleep it's like well how can we enhance your sleep it's like well wait a second here yeah all the basics that you could do are within well your own i'm selling a pillow control. actually that's how yeah. you can mm. help your sleep I, just on that point Talk of, me of, big d <laughs> on the point of the uh <laughs> on the point of uh uh, uh people getting started at the, at the beginning so many people want to take piece of this program and graft it onto the piece of this program because they're such a special snowflake that they need all of these extra mm. things and they don't want to actually just get through the basics of whatever yeah. program for eight weeks or 12 weeks or until they actually see results. I think that that comes from a lack of nuance on a lot of us who are communicating training advice or nutrition advice. Like one of the things we should be t- doing is, is crafting the information we're giving to the intended audience. Mm. Yeah. And the way I think the, what we, and this is part of just cultural, like we came out of the magazines going all the way back to strength and health in like the 30s. Yeah. Is that you needed the hot takes. I need a 500 word article and here's, and like, what are we gonna do next week? Uh, something about arms. You know, and then we get to the point into the 90s where we had just, you know, you, you could throw darts at a board and be like, all right, IFBB Pro who's popular now or in the golden era, body part, uh, free weights and machines, and so it's Arnold's forearm machine Thursday workout, you know, and we'd see right. an endlessly recycled. And it's this kind of idea that all this information exists in a vacuum, and you're getting these little pieces. So you read an article on post-workout nutrition. You read an article on the best way to train arms. You read an article on the, the minerals you're missing. Yeah. You read an article on the importance of calories, but you're never reading an article that that intertwines those threads and tells you what the right. hierarchy of importance is. And it is hard, though, uh, to defend creators is because, mm. like, imagine us, uh, we <laughs> talked at uh, Alan's gym earlier. I said, all right, these are the topics we're going over in the podcast. I might have, imagine if I came to you and said, uh, Eric, uh, today we're just going to uh, A through Z on programming. Yep. And you'd be like, well, Mike, I can't really do that podcast. That's going to take us about eight like, hours. I'd be like, sweet, just give me a sleeping bag. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? We'll, we'll make, because, it, we'll make, yeah. a, make a, a seven-day week Yeah, course. it's it's, it's yeah. such a it's such a balance of digestible, yeah. right? Like, oh, well, yeah, Arnold's forearm workout probably yep. does work, yep. right? Uh, does it? But then I'm trying to do Omar's deadlift uh, workout the next day, yeah. and I can't. <laughs> but but there, there, are, there are easy ways around it that are For just sure. because they haven't been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the nature of it. And it's actually gotten worse because now the speed of consumption, it's not mm-hmm. I get muscular development every July. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's it's now I get a post every day that has an equivalent article to like I was talking about. And from the 15 people I follow, at least. Yeah. Now it's even more like just all these isolated nuggets in the sky. You can't connect the dots. You can't see the constellation. You can't see the forest for the trees. Can't read your astrological sign going. Exactly. On. So yeah. astrology is the answer is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so so what, what really needs to happen is the onus on us content creators is to just have this – Greg Knuckles does it really well. Here's how long this article is. Here's who it's for. Here's what's important. Here's the key points. And it tells you right from the get-go, oh, this is a powerlifting program if I'm struggling with my deadlift in these cases. Mm. And it's, it's, it's right at the beginning. And you can do that. Like – for example, I have programs in the muscle and strength pyramids, and this is the beginner's bodybuilding program. You know, it's not just, you know, and there are ways to craft your content for specific people. Like this is the like the pyramids are my my whole thing. Like you start here and then you go up. You know, um, versus telling telling you something that is actually factually correct. So it's not a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just you have no way to contextualize it with everything else about the post workout window. So that that's something I think we need to be very aware of is it doesn't take much effort, but when if you're going to have a podcast episode or an article or an Instagram post, long form, short form, whatever, and it's about X, Y, or Z, just take a second to tell us what X, Y, or Z matters in the big picture. Is it for an advanced person? Is it for an intermediate? Is it for a beginner? What should you know first before getting into it? Start here or not? You know, because yeah, we're yeah. all jumping around a big novel. Yeah, basically. true. Yeah, for sure. Uh. Wrap her up. I think we should wrap this one up because I think that we've actually gotten into um, strategies to prevent this kind of stuff for people who are trying to sell things. Really, yeah. honestly, yeah. This is good we, too. This yeah. we've talked about, which is good. But yeah. uh, where can people just, find you, kids? Yep. I'm so glad. Have they heard of our podcast? Yet? No. So oh. we should mention, uh, if we can now, finally talk about Iron Culture, the uh, podcast. It's a podcast myself and Eric launched approximately five months ago. The aim is to explore lifting culture uh, for iron enthusiasts from a historical, uh, social, cultural, and scientific uh, look. So what we try and do is 
take a wide array of topics, uh, get guests that know what they're talking about, and explore the lifting community in a 360-degree full turn uh, uh, view. Every yeah. Monday. Yeah, every Monday. I, he, I, he knows that just because he's a listener. I never said that before. Yeah, he never. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no idea where that came from. Very interesting thing that's happened historically is that uh, it's branched out, which is good, but it's also branched out in isolation. Fractured almost. Yeah, so original physical culture, you know, if you were a weightlifter, you were a bodybuilder, and you were a powerlifter, and you were also doing calisthenics, and you also cared about nutrition. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got powerlifters who go like, I don't know about nutrition, I'm a powerlifter. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that someone would been like, Bleh? You know, or, or you don't need to train for strength. You're a bodybuilder. Like what? Like even when that may or may not be true. Sure. The point is, is that we have these isolated communities who don't necessarily communicate with each other. No. And therefore sometimes don't, they, they miss opportunities or just, you know, hate on each other for no reason. So one thing we're trying to do is bring those communities together. Cool. So. cool yeah. Cool. We used to be Pan, uh, Gia, Pangaea? Pangaea. Pangea, thank you. And well, now Pangea. we are living Pangea. on in yeah. yeah. And uh, now we're living on fucking Antarctica. Okay, we're all separated. That's right. Yeah. And we've learned that the Earth is flat because of that. Yes. So dome. you just gotta it's keep walking. You gotta it's keep dome. walking. Like it's flat, but like above us isn't. You know. Well, well, yeah. I mean, okay. I'm just I, making I, sure the people out there understand. I know. Yeah. yeah. I was. I, I've never seen the horizon drop down. Except in you know. Fake pictures from NASA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What does NASA even stand for? No one knows. So we don't have NASA. Yeah. We have Space Force. Not space actually serious. Force. <laughs> yeah, really. uh, I'm selling like Instagram, Twitter. Bye. <laughs> Subscribe or something because we're going to have these guys on again. It's fun. I am at DJ McD on all the social medias. The show is 50% facts. We're... 50%, actually, where percent is a word, I actually put the logo up because I just wanted to make sure I knew which podcast I was on because we had a lot of iron culture by play here. So anyway. <laughs> which which one? Which, uh, iron cult. Cult. Sure. Iron sure. cult. When's that on? Um, I don't know. I think it might be on Mondays. But I'm that usually, right. I'm on Mondays, I'm making sure that this show comes out on Wednesdays, so I, I can't really say. Damn. Damn. Ooh, that was that was the nicest rejection I've ever gotten. <laughs> uh, Fatality. <laughs> okay.